0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Freakishly Well Behaved Kids. I'm Dr. Jody Mullen, and this podcast is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I have been a play therapist and child counselor for almost 30 years, and I'm a mom, and that puts me in the perfect position to share with you lessons about children that I've learned from children themselves. These lessons have informed my parenting and consulting with parents. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that can make parenting our relationships with our children hair and hood less stressful and more joyful. How great. (laughs) So I've whittled these basic principles down um, and shared them with you as well as other lessons learned um, so you too can benefit from those lessons and enhance the relationships that you have with children and the way you feel about your connection to kids. These lessons will improve your overall parenting esteem and connect you to your kids in ways that will feel more profound. For more parenting and children, check out my book, Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. That was inspired by children and the conversations in this podcast. You can also find additional resources for parents and professionals on my clinical website, www.integrativecounseling.us. And hang out with me on social media through Instagram at Dr. Jody Molly and Facebook at Integrative Counseling. When I share stories related to the clinical work I do, I make every effort to disguise any identifying information, and any likeness is merely a coincidence. So today, I'm actually supposed to be talking to my friend and colleague Rebecca. Uh, Marvin, but uh, we got upended. So I figured I'd use this time to just speak directly to you um, about some some things that are probably on your mind, which are navigating the holidays. And although there is a uh, past podcast on how to uh, best navigate the holidays uh, for and with your children, I thought I'd return uh, to that and speak to it um, a little bit more in depth. And in this time, I really wanted to speak to like how how to manage your expectations um, around the holidays. So that is one of the things that I'm going to focus on. And I'm going to connect it to a parenting principle. And the parenting principle I'm going to connect it to is absolutely the ability to say no. So saying no is a really important aspect of being able to have freakishly well-behaved kids, to feel connected to your kids, to uh, be able to keep things in check and less stressful around the holidays. And one of the things we know about children in and of themselves is that they are fantastic salespeople. So they do this naturally, and this starts when they're very young. So those of you who have teenagers can relate to this, but also those of you who have Um, very young ones. Even two-year-olds are certainly capable of this. And when I say that they are really fantastic um, salespeople, what I mean is that they know if they keep asking, and this is nothing that is like really is taught to them, it's just developmentally shows up, is that they know if they keep asking that we will cave, um, unless we don't. And so what happens, again, as early as age two, and certainly I can speak to having teenage and adult children throughout, is that they will ask over and over again um, in an effort to get what they want. That's a very good skill. Um, It's very annoying, or it can be, when you're a parent and you can feel bad about it. But really that is a, a skill that we want to Um, help our kids cultivate. We want them to be able to ask for what they want, right? That's something we can agree on. We want our kids to be able to advocate for themselves and ask for what they want and be able to do that in a number of ways on our end it just doesn't feel very good when they keep saying like can i have um my friend sleep over can i have her sleep over please can she sleep over it would be really great if she could sleep over right all of those kinds of things and then we say no we give a reason why we say no again we say the reason why that we say no again happens again right so these things keep happening and then finally we go you know what she can sleep over So that is not going to work in that situation for you ultimately and for your child ultimately. But it's also especially not going to work now during the holidays Um, because the holidays are super stressful and super hectic and super chaotic. And now we have like all lingering pandemic kind of activity um, lurking over it. It's just going to make those things way more difficult. So here's um, some guidelines on that. You have to say no to your child, and I know it is hard. And for lots of us, we don't want to say no because we <laughs> we don't want to hurt them. Sometimes we don't want to say no because uh, we are in a position where we don't have to say no. Something we were told no about maybe financially, we're in a better position than our parents were, and we can say yes to that. Um, Also, sometimes we don't want to say no because we don't want to disappoint our children or we don't want to see them cry or throw a fit or feel bad or not be able to do certain things that their friends can do. But the thing is, is life is going to say no to them and they do need to be able to deal with that. And I don't think saying no as a parent should just be like, I'm going to teach them this very important life lesson. It's that it creates boundaries. Um, So when you are able to say no to your child, when you are able to say no to anyone, to your partner, to your coworkers, to your family members, when you say no, you are saying, this is my boundary. This is my policy, so to speak. And so that becomes super important to do with your children, especially because not doing that means you blend so you wind up blending with them and what I mean by that is you take on their the emotional relational interpersonal psychological responsibilities for your child um, or your children and really anybody else that you don't set strict uh, boundaries with. So one of the things that I think would be helpful is to practicing no <laughs> so practice saying no to some small things, if saying no to your to your child is difficult for you. so if they're asking for um, if they're asking you to run to the store to get something that you don't have, right like let's say um, they want, ice cream, (laughs) and you have no ice cream, and you don't really want to go out and get the ice cream because it's nasty out, you're already in your pajamas, you know, whatever, whatever, is that to be able to say, like, I'm not going to do that today, so no, and then tell them what would need to happen in terms of the yes. So the no might be I'm not going to do that today because I'm already nice and cozy and comfortable in my, um, you know, in my pajamas, or because I don't want to run out of the house again today. I've already run out a bunch of times. Whatever the reason is, it doesn't really matter. What matters is you say no, and then the harder part, you stick to it. So you you say your no, and then you tell them how how a yes happens around that. You know what? Over the weekend, we have plenty of time. I can even take you out for ice cream if you want to do that, right? So there's your yes. Let's pick a day. Do you want to do it Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, right? Some You can make it pr- um, pretty simple, but you also have to be willing to do it now, if you give your child the choice, and I know there's a lot embedded in this, if you give your child the choice of it can be uh, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, then you have to be open to that. If you really don't want to do that <laughs> at any time that they choose Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, then you create some limits around that. So um, I'm not willing to go out tonight. It's kind of nasty out, and you already had a treat, so I will um, be happy to take you out for ice cream, or you can come to the store with me and pick out the kind of ice cream you want on Sunday after 4, right? So being really clear about that also says, here's my no, my boundary, and then here are the boundaries around me saying yes ultimately. So you give your child that opportunity to see what that's like. Then they get used to that. And what I mean by they get used to that is then they recognize that they are going to be told no sometimes. And then they learn those negotiation skills about how to get a yes, what a yes might look like, what does it feel to get a yes. Those are all like super important in terms of not just how you get along with them and how the holidays go but also how they then get along with other people outside of the family um how I want to connect that back to the holiday times is our routines and schedule and can become very chaotic, uh, during the holidays. So we wind up sometimes saying yes to things that we wouldn't normally say yes to. We may say yes to a later bedtime or, uh, we may say yes to, um, uh, being able to do something that they, you wouldn't normally let them do. You wouldn't normally let them, um, go to to a particular friend's house and stay overnight, but you will because they're having a holiday party. You, you know, whatever that may be, is that I think one thing that can help you feel less stressed as parents during the holiday season is to decide what are your yeses and what are your noes. Even if you don't know what they're all going to be, you don't know everything that's going to come up, right? But you do know some things. You know, some things that they may ask for a later bedtime, that they may ask if so-and-so can come over, um, even though it's Christmas Eve, or if they can. I have a, a 17-year-old, um, and I need to think about now uh, what are going to be my yeses and what are going to be my noes around New Year's Eve, for instance. Like, what am I willing to let him do, or who am I willing to ha- ha- um, allow him, my son to have over, and what the parameters around that are. I just have to have a thought about it, because then when we enter into that conversation, and with a 17-year-old, it's certainly going to be a conversation, is I want to be able to say, like, absolutely not, you guys can't, you know, do this. But I would be willing to have your friends come over here while we're, you know, because we'll be home. So just like really getting a sense of what your uh, limits are, because if I leave it to the last moment, and with my 17-year-old, that really would wind up at the last moment, it'll be that day. And I'll already be frantic. And I know that about myself. I I do think the other piece of this, right, is knowing that about yourself, knowing the things that push your limits um, and in one way or another, knowing the things that you say no to um, or that you want to say no to that you ultimately say yes to and then you feel bad about. That can, I also think, be connected to gifting during the holiday season and overspending. And when you do that, not telling you anything you don't know. But when you do that, one of the things that winds up happening is that now you have the backlash of that. You have the financial stress that you carry with you for, you know, as long as you do until you pay off that credit card or until you see that change in your bank account or until you can afford something else because you spent money on this um, gadget or toy or service that your uh, child wanted. So, being able to also have a budget is a way of saying no uh, during the holiday season. So, being able to say, like, this is how much I spend on my child or children, and then it's where it's cut off. That is important. And I don't know that you have to be particularly rigid about that, but to give yourself an idea. Um, And then also, depending on the age of your child, and you know what they're asking for, or what, if, if if your kids do that, I know my kids do, uh, what the, if they ask for certain things for uh, the holidays, for Christmas and Hanukkah, is them um, to be able to say like that's out of my price league, or um, you know that that would be a lot for one gift. um, And then that would be it for Christmas. Like that would be your only gift because that's my whole uh, budget, right? So being able to go into the holidays, knowing what your limits are financially, knowing what your limits are about your time, how much time are you willing to spend, um, you know, either doing holiday related things uh, it gets to be a lot i don't know about the i don't know about the rest of you but i know that like i find that pretty taxing on my system to you know to be doing um many social things and maybe there's less uh because we're still in the you know um dealing with covid and that that might make it less stressful for those of us who feel stressed by all the like things that you attend, but you don't have to attend them and neither do your children and I think setting up some limits um, and some ways of saying no, which are the same thing, uh, that way can also be helpful. Another thing that I did want to talk about in terms of Uh, being able to say no during the holiday season has to do with, um, you know, just being like spreading yourself too thin around time. So if you're feeling like I don't want to go to something and you, and you, I would encourage you to model that for your child. So if you're like, I've already attended this, this, and this, and I, I just am too tired or wiped out, or this is a good time of year to rejuvenate. Is that um, I'm not go- I'm not going to go, even though there's a part of me that would like to go. I'm not I'm not going to go, and to to literally say that in front of your child so that they know the difference between what you have to do and what you want to do. I think that starts clearing up some of those like interpersonal and relational um, policies. I would like to go visit grandma um, again today, um, but I don't want to uh, drive in the snow. So being able to parse those out, what you want to do versus what you have to do. I do have to go check in on her over the weekend, so I'm going to do that. But I'm not going to go today because the, the driving in this weather also stresses. Is me out. So, um, so to be able to do that and do it in front of your child, that's an okay thing to do. You're modeling for them your personal policies around saying no. I do want to say that, that this is super important when your child is young. And if you don't do it when they're young, the setup is not very good for what happens when they're older. And my children are older. i talked to uh, you guys about this before. So I have a almost 18-year-old and a 21-year-old. And um, in talking to other uh, parents of of kids my age, the ages of my kids, is a lot of them wind up um, in situations where they're... <laughs> They haven't said no to their child, and now their child is, um, you know, at the end of high school or in college or college age, and they feel like they're just, you know, handing over the credit card, and some are handing over the credit card. And so, like, built into that is that not saying no um, from when they were younger, not saying no as they get older, not saying no as they become adults, it there's something missing in that they can't do that for themselves, so if they it's so easy uh between technology and all of the other luxuries that we have to uh if you don't want to make dinner it's easy enough to you know get uh get something from delivered or it's easy enough to run out to the store you know and get something or go to dinner. Um, But then that doesn't, like, factor in some of the life skills that I think we want our children to have. So this saying no thing radiates out big time. And I'd like you to really think about, like, the places that you'd like to say no. So it might be helpful to think about that as we, like, work our way through the month of December where, you know, just at the start of it here, but I know um, it's already Hanukkah now and I know things um, start getting more intense as we get closer to the new year. So what are, what are some of the um, personal policies that you want to use around that? This is something that uh, say um, and I have talked about in the perfectly whelmed um, sections of the podcast was we talk about setting up some personal policies and those really are your no's, but they're all and they are also your yeses, and they're not just to your children, or not just to the people that you're connected with, but they're also to you. What are you saying no to for yourself? No to I'm not going to um, I'm not going to overcommit financially. Um socially like i 'm not going to do that because when you say no to that you're saying yes to stress, and so recognizing the con the connection of when you don't When you don't say no to what you want to say no to is you're saying yes to something you don't want. So recognizing that these policies, these kind of personal policies, these important things for you to say no to allow you to say yes to other things like your health, like your spirit, like your rest. Right, uh, I live my life in semesters as a college professor, and so I really look forward to December, January, because I get a break from uh, teaching and uh, advising my students. And one of the things that I taught my college uh, my college age students um, about, but also to my daughter's because she's a college age person, um, to her and her friends about is like there's a break for a reason, right? But we we have those semesters so that you can revive, re- rejuvenate, recalibrate, do all of those things so that you can be ready for the next semester. But if you don't say no to some things during that break, you are you are saying yes to coming back to college in the end of January um, in a way that you are your system is already overtaxed. So th- I think that like whether you're modeling, you're modeling this to your young children, you're modeling it to your teenage children, you're modeling it to your adult children. And I think all of these things give them permission for them to say no as well. And for the entire, <laughs> that that allows us, your family to have a more peaceful, more joyous, more content <sighs> of a holiday uh, season. So being able to do that. Also recognizing, and I'm going to shoot off on a little bit of a tangent here, is what are the other kinds of things that de-stress you so that this season doesn't, really doesn't overwhelm you? And what are some things that de-stress your children? So if, you know, just sitting at the kitchen table and coloring in a coloring book is something that de-stresses you. Uh, even if it doesn't de-stress your child, that's okay. But if you it's something that you can do together, then now you've said no to the stress, right? And you've said yes to this is something that I do to take care of myself. I I think. It's definitely important to model that, but also to be very clear about what you're doing. So it's one thing if I'm sitting at the kitchen table and coloring, and that brings me some peace and whatnot, but it's another thing to say to my child, I'm going to go sit and color right now because that makes me feel calm on the inside, right? So you are building that for your children. You can also say the holiday stressed me out. I just baked <laughs> twelve dozen cookies, and huh, I love baking, but that was too much. And so, usually baking de-stresses me. Um, I'm really lucky because my grandma Leah uh, facilitated that in me. So usually baking de-stresses me, unless I need I have to bake. And again, I'm going back to the difference between having to do something and wanting to do something. And when you have to do it, oftentimes that incorporates that. I also didn't have to take part in the cookie exchange. And what would it mean to say no to that? And if I didn't say no and I said yes, and now I have to bake cookies and I am stressed out about it, is I also can model for my kids that I wish I did say no. And that next time I need to remind myself about it is too chaotic um, in my case so I'll give an example um, it's too chaotic to be at the end of the semester getting all my grading done and the way that my schedule works out to also be spending several hours um, more than more than over more than one day to bake cookies it just doesn't bring me the joy that um, it typically does and to be able to say that, whether they're 20 or they're 10 or they're even three, it's like, that's not fun for me. So just making sure that that matches up developmentally. Um, so you, this is like such a great opportunity, the holiday season, to uh take stock in these kinds of things that do stress you out and being able to say no to them and then model those things for your children and be able to say no to your children um, too. Another thing that, um, and this is what I said, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it, is a, a lot of times, I think this, um, I read that you, <laughs> the average weight gain during the holiday season is like, I think it's like eight pounds. And, um, And maybe that's okay, but a lot of times the food we eat doesn't support us, Um, and there's an opportunity to say no there or no thank you um, there as well. Is that just because um, there are abundant treats for some of us is that we don't have to say yes. To everything, especially if it doesn't make us feel good after, or it doesn't make us feel good day, or or um, it's not something we like. So, children uh, very frequently ha- um, are have to eat things that they that they don't like, um, or we at least try them. So, this is an opportunity to also demonstrate for them that um, that they don't have to do that. Uh, it's it's kind of an interesting thing that we uh, that we want kids to do things that are good for them but don't taste good like uh so this is an opportunity to to also teach your child about saying no to something that doesn't feel good to their body so i know how much you love um this particular holiday treat or i know how much you love uh, my son asks for peanut butter m&ms for christmas so he gets a usually a giant bag from santa and um if he like ate all of them he would not feel so good and he would not enjoy them so it's about like at what point do you say no and that can be a conversation about like ah, oh, look at you you got a giant bag of eminence uh in your stock in your christmas stocking this year again um i wonder what- where your sweet spot is for saying no so that you don't feel bad after and that's not just like a psychologically feel bad, but it's literally a physical feel bad. So there are um, massive opportunities for you to um, use the no, use the parenting principle of saying no as a way of keeping your holiday stress uh, to a minimum. I want you to think about it in really broad ways about saying no um, to your, to yourself when you're over committing saying no to your children when you're over committing, saying no to things that you don't want to do, right? But that you, uh, and if you have to do them, you have to do them. But if you don't want to, you have permission to say no, you just have to give that permission t- to yourself to say no from being financially overextended, for saying no to being socially overextended, for saying no to things that you don't want. Like if you, um, you know, if you don't want to drink alcohol, which is often part of a uh, New Year's Eve celebration, you can say no to that. You don't have to, right? Even though may make other people around you uncomfortable that is not your problem so if you go in with a plan of like I've already decided I'm not going to do that then I think you can say and one of the things that Faye and I sometimes talk about again in the perfectly well editions of the podcast that we've done is um is you it's all it's just you giving yourself permission to you know to do that and going in with a plan so well, um I wanted to take this time. I promise I will have Rebecca in, and we will talk about raising gifted children, but I just wanted to take this time to um, wish you joy and peace and health um, in the holiday season, and that health can start with you. And by that, I mean that the health in starting with you is taking care of yourself by not inviting additional stress in. So know what your policies are, make a bit of a plan, and I would encourage you to share them with somebody. So let your, let a partner, let your child, let somebody who you are going to be connected to um, know that my policy this holiday season, not overspending. And so I created a budget. Or my, po- my policy so I don't get so stressed out this holiday season is I am not taking part in a cookie exchange or in a secret Santa because I get super stressed out about what to buy. So whatever it is, take care of yourself because ultimately um, we cannot give away what we don't have. You can't take care of your children in the way that you want to and the children that you love um, with in a non-stressful way if you haven't taken care of yourself first. And so it really is that whole idea. Gary Landris, a very famous play therapist, talks about this. It is like when you're on the airplane and you take, have to take the oxygen, right, before you give it to your child. You have to take care of you first. And so um, have a peaceful holiday. Have a joyous holiday. And um, come back and listen to us again. I promise I'll have Rebecca on to talk about gifted children. Thank you.